0: Welcome to the first ever recording of the Ernie L's Bunker podcast. Uh, we're here. I'm your host, Evan, with my co-host, John. And we're here to talk some NFL and just look at it from a, a better's eye and just kind of break down the divisions. And yeah, I don't know. John, you have anything to add?
1: No, that's uh, that's pretty much what we're looking to do. We're just two uh, two fans of the NFL sports <laughs> in general, so we're just going to. Going to look at, uh, you know, the NFL as a whole as we approach uh, the 2021 NFL season.
0: Love it. Love it. And uh, the other thing to add here is, yes, we're aware this is a very saturated market. We don't really care because we're going to be doing this <laughs> anyway. We're, this is just a hobby. We're having some fun. Um, and hopefully we can win some bets out there, too. Um, yeah. So let's just get into it here. So we have a uh, schedule change this year. Adding adding a week, so instead of uh, sixteen games, each team will play seventeen. I don't know how That's I true. feel about that, but uh, is what it is. We're going to get an extra game of NFL because I can't really complain. Uh, what that does do is it pushes the Super Bowl back one more week. So now instead of more early February, we're looking at it like mid February, which could be interesting. I know most of the times it's in the dome or warm weather, so shouldn't really affect it too much, but. Oh. So that, that's uh, that's one of the things, and then I guess we have COVID to deal with as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, NFL COVID last year managed to get a full season then.
1: Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty unbelievable from uh, from how it was looking with no preseason games and everything. Um, and yeah, that's another change this year. We got three preseason games instead of um, the four preseason games that it was um, here um, in normal years. I think that's I think that's fine. I don't think, you know, an additional preseason game is going to do too much. Um, You know, obviously, preseason is more for, uh, you know, the the bottom of the roster guys, the guys looking to just to make a living in the NFL, not necessarily, um, you know, the top guys and the starters um, getting too many reps.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And now have you been watching any preseason? I, I honestly haven't really been paying too much attention.
1: I haven't I haven't seen a lot of the games, I think, especially the first week, not a lot of teams have played their starters more than, um, you know, a drive or two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too In the preseason, obviously, preseason goals for teams is just to kind of get through the games. Obviously, no injuries is the biggest thing. Um, and then to. You know, some teams like to get starters a few reps. Other teams won't play their starters the whole preseason, but just to kind of get a look at some of those second and third string guys and and look at those uh, you know those battles that are going on in training camp. Um, and it's especially important this year. I last year, there was no preseason, so some of those twenty twenty draft picks, you know, haven't even seen the field. So I think it, I think it'll be interesting to you know keep an eye on from uh, from distance this uh, this preseason.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um... Yeah, NFL too. The uh, the COVID rules this year very strict. Seems to be if you're if you're the cause of it, you don't want to be because you're going to ruin it for your team. You might have to forfeit, but yep. we'll see. We'll see yeah, if there's we'll any show, complications with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's just get into it. Let's uh, we're we're going to go through each division. Probably have a, a podcast for each of the divisions. Um, there's really no reason why we picked the NFC West to start with, but here we go, NFC West. So 2020 results Seattle Seahawks won the division at 12 and four. The LA Rams were 10 and six, won the wild card Cardinals came in eight and eight 49ers six and 10.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, you know, I think with that division last year, it was definitely a battle, uh, 49ers were, you know, were ravaged with injuries. Uh, you know, yep. the Seahawks and the Russell Wilson Pete Carroll era have always been, you know, a pretty, pretty solid contender. So that wasn't much of a surprise. Uh, you know, the Rams snuck into the playoffs as well, too, and actually beat the Seahawks in the, in the wild card round of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals right in the middle there at an eight and eight. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to get too much into it, with because we're going to break them down. But yeah, well, this is, uh, like, like I know we talked a little before the episode and we, we both kind of think this is a wide open division. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, just, uh, one thing we'll probably be doing, we'll just rank the quarterbacks and here I'll just, I'll kind of read how, how I have it and you can chime in or have your own ranks ranking system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, top dog. Good. I think it's pretty, pretty clear. Uh, Mr. Russell Wilson, uh, best curls in the NFL, by the way. <laughs> um, I actually have Matthew Stafford as my two. Then I have Jimmy G followed by Kyle Murray.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah, I I don't know if if you, if you agree, I don't, I don't think there's much argument to be made that Russell Wilson is the top dog.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Russell's definitely, definitely my number one there. no, No doubt. Um, after that, I think it definitely gets interesting. I, I would agree that I think Stafford, um, you know, is, is probably the number two guy out of those quarterbacks. I think that, you know, it's going to be real interesting this year because Stafford, you know, is obviously in Detroit his whole career. And, yep. you know, it's probably going to be under, you know, an exciting young offensive mind in Sean McVay. Um, so I'm really excited to see what that offense is going to look like this year. Um, and, you know, I think three and four are interchangeable for me. Um, you know, Kyler's definitely a high upside guy, Kyler Murray in Arizona. Um, I think he's still developing, though, and I'm not, I'm not 100% confident in the, in the Cardinals offensive line and necessarily be able to protect him, um, you know, especially for, you know, a short quarterback. I think he's about 5'9 or 5'10. Um, yeah. Granted, he's yep. very mobile. Uh, I think, you know, Garoppolo is just a solid quarterback that, you know, all signs indicate like he'll be the starter and probably play most of this year. Although, um, you know, Trey, Trey Lance could throw a wrench in that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree with those rankings as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have Russell Wilson. He knows the system. He's been there. And again, I won't get into too much detail. You have, I think Stafford, like you already, like you said, this is clearly the best situation he's ever been in his career. Um, he's got weapons around him. Got a great coach. Uh, and and same thing with uh, Jimmy G really I, I think his his success is really just a product uh, of just how of how good Kyle Shanahan's offense is really um it, it's essentially this guy's open here in three seconds you throw it throw it there he catches it done so I, I think it's pretty I don't know. I think you can really—he's interchangeable. I don't—I don't think he really adds too much. But uh, and then Kyler Murray—he's uh, like you said—he's developing. He's a shorter guy, very quick. Uh, struggles with interceptions, which I think will hurt them more this year, yeah. especially since there's a lot of tape on him now. People know how to play him. Um, and that eight and eight, the Cardinals were—I think there were—they had a few toss-up games that they ended up winning instead of losing. So, yeah. I think it's a little, I don't know. I think it's, it could have easily been a 6 and 10 record. And
1: yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think <laughs> that it's, you know, the 49ers also had a ton of injuries last year, pretty, pretty unbelievable amount of injuries and still fought through. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the Cardinals and 49ers definitely flip flop places with uh, how, it, how they ended up in 2020. But yeah, I'd echo your comments on, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a great offensive mind. So, He's definitely uh, Jimmy G is definitely in a, a favorable simu- situation, um, you know, just just executing the offense uh, that Shanahan schemes up.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think I think we're ready to just roll into the division here. Get, yeah, uh,
1: let's dive into them. <clears throat> get pretty
0: specific here, so uh, we'll just start with the uh, division winner last year, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, yeah, so they. Again, Russell Wilson, just fantastic, uh, great, great leader, uh, good quarterback. So they, the Seahawks this year, they're playing the AFC South, NFC North. Uh, they drew Steelers, Saints, so some oddball teams, and football team, formerly known as the Redskins. Um, just a few other things I have for them is they're, they're very dominant at home. They're, they're home and away splits. There's no doubt that they have much more success at home. Uh, the one thing that I think is interesting about the Seahawks is they were twelve and four. I looked, I looked back at the scores, and I think every game but one, where they just absolutely destroyed the Jets, was within one touchdown or, or one score at least. And I think that's really a product too of just how Pete Carroll um, has the team playing, and that they just kind of they, they they play to win. They're not. I sometimes feel like they're they're not necessarily always wanting to go down and score. Um, they're they're sometimes more conservative. Like if they want to just like run out clock, they're fine just run the ball three times and, and punting if if need be. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> they, and and kind of along with that same point is they they play up to the the good opponents because they're able to hang with them. Uh, you have great offense: uh, Russell, Metcalf, uh, Lockett. Three, two, two wide receiver weapons that are just fantastic. Running back, honestly, plug and play. It's a product of the system. Doesn't really matter who who is the running back. There, I don't even know. Uh, like uh, Penny, I think
1: Chris, Rash- Chris Carson, and Penny kind of. Chris get Carson, the carries, and Penny. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Both, again, both I don't think Braxer. it really matters. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I kind of have them as one of those teams that will then play down to lower teams, but then play yeah. up to to upper teams. Um.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that assessment of the Seahawks. I think, you know, obviously this year with, uh, you know, fans, uh, hopefully full crowds returning, knock on wood. But um, I think that, you know, those 12s in, uh, in Seattle will definitely make a bigger difference this year. Um, so I would expect them to kind of some dominance. Um, you know, obviously Russell Wilson's, you know, with the, the trade rumors this offseason, you know, nothing really materialized out of that. Um, you know, that seemed to happen in a couple situations. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with that assessment. I think it's interesting. The Seahawks have really changed in the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson era, you know, back in like the, you know, 2012, 2013, back when they had the super bowl runs, they were really defensive heavy. Um, you know, yeah. Richard Sherman, um, Earl Thomas, you know, guys, the, the Legion of boom that were just a really dominant defense. And they had, you know, Marshawn Lynch, like beast mode, you know, running the ball down, down their throat. And Russell Wilson was kind of more of a, you know, game manager type at that point, you know, don't turn the ball over, make make the occasional plays to, you know, get a third down conversion to win the game. But I think they've really transitioned to, you know, kind of just let, you know, let Russ cook, as they say, but, um, you know, let Russell Wilson use, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's uh, that's two of the best receivers in the game a great combo and just kind of win that way. Um, you know, notable Not that- off-season additions. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Evan.
0: No, no. I, I just before we, yeah before you move on. I think that's a that's a great point too. Like Pete Carroll, like it it probably was even, not even that long ago. Really, I, I want to say it was like three four years ago. I'd be he'd be just first down run the ball. Yeah, just 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 automatically, and he'd be like that that one coach like let's establish the run, and uh, that's actually one of the things I looked at prior to like Seahawks here is they their first down run percentage was I think bottom 10 or lowest which is good so mm-hmm. that means they're actually attacking on first down yep. um, and it, rightfully so with with what
1: they have yeah absolutely i mean you know without getting too much into the analytics obviously uh you know they seem to be kind of following that trend where it's not just a you know ground and pound game that it was 20 30 years ago it's you know there's more, you know, more expected points added per play when you're, when you're throwing it, um, you know, and especially with the quarterback like Russell Wilson. So it seems like they're really taking advantage uh, of that. I think the one thing that, you know, frustrates me as a fan is just like, man, they just can't seem to get a very reliable offensive line around Russell Wilson. I don't know if they just want to, you know, use his skills and just let him run around, but it seems like, you know, it seems like it's just a kind of rotating cast of characters. No one really established. Um, so. That that's, yeah.
0: that's that's actually funny you bring that up. I looked at the the average time uh, to throw,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Russell Wilson, and obviously you weed out people who don't have enough temps. So it's really just you're, you. You want to look at the people that started for the NFL games, but uh he's actually, I think he was top five in so, terms
1: of having a lot of time t- or time having- to throw.
0: And it's and it's. You bring up a great point. The O line's terrible, not yep. or just not below average. At least we'll say. Yep. And what he does, he's able to just create time himself. Yep. Um, he, I mean, he's another year older. Uh, I, I'm not saying he's going to lose, lose a step, but you never know when that could happen. And and if it did, it could be catastrophic because I really do think they rely on him to kind of create on his own, get out of the pocket, and just look downfield.
1: Yep. 100%. I think they're, you know, they've invested in him with the contract and I think they're just, it just seems like they're, you know, they're just uh, content with letting them do that. And I think it also goes hand in hand with, um, you know, a lack of draft capital that they've had in the, in recent years. Um, you know, they've been a team that's pretty aggressively, uh, you know, traded first round picks, high draft picks for players to and in a little bit more of a win now mode. Um and so because of that, you know, you're not bringing in as many first and second round, you know, blue chip prospects, you know, with the build up the offensive line, build up other position groups. Um, you know, I think, I think this past draft, the 2021 NFL draft, the Seahawks, I believe at three draft picks. And I think their first one was maybe in the second or third round. So um, obviously, you know, they have a pretty good roster as it is, but it's hard to build for the future that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. yeah um... And, so and here's, so? here's here's yeah. one thing I do want to bring up here. Uh, so I think I think it's fair to say that like DK, DK Metcalf gets a lot of attention. Yep. Like he's kind of the headliner. He's the guy you're gonna see like now before game time where they're doing an interview. Um, kind of I like spotlights really on him. I don't think people realize how good Tyler Lockett is. Uh, he. So in 2020, so last year, he was ninth in the NFL in targets, which is nine ahead of DK Metcalf. Seventy-five mm-hmm. percent uh, completion percentage. So, uh-huh. that, that's fantastic. Each of them had over a thousand yards. Each had ten
1: TDs. Man, that's that's. Incredible. Uh, and
0: yeah. and if you look at like fantasy projections right now, DK Metcalf is like top five from from the receivers. Where and you look down at all the way down to like. In that twenty five thirty range you have Lockett, which I think I think he's a steal if you can get him that low.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it works hand in hand, especially as DK Metcalf emerges as a bigger star. That just means that, you know, the coverages have to, you know, roll to him. And then that just leaves more one on one opportunities for Lockett to, you know, get open and, and get some production.
0: Absolutely. I think they both feed off each other, or they both at least need each other to be successful. So that's yep, that'll be definitely. a very good dynamic duo there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a real strength of their team, for sure. You know, Russell Wilson throwing to those guys, um, you know, <laughs> and dumping checkdowns if it's not there. But, uh, yeah, so what do you think about, uh, you know, the Seahawks' outlook for 2021?
0: Yeah, so 2021, well, let's see here. The, so the win total, I, I have at – I'm seeing 10. Um, and, and just keep in mind, too, when you're looking at win totals, there is an extra game. So it it, it might look a little, little goofy at first, but – Guess we'll have to adjust to that. Um, season win total set at 10. Uh, psh, uh I, I don't really honestly I think that's probably where I'd have them coming in at that like 10 and 7 market, maybe, maybe even under nine and eight. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to say I think they're probably going to struggle more towards the start of the season. Uh, they're they have a bye week in what week nine. So after that bye week, I could see him rattle an awful lot of games, but I, I think that, that 10 is pretty fair. I don't really see uh, any, any value there, any, any bets. Um, that being said, the division odds to win the division, uh, I'm seeing Seattle at roughly a little under 3-1s. to They're like 280-ish, 290. Uh, then you have uh, Rams, 49ers, both at 2-1. to so they're they're even to win and then um, the cardinals are down low at six to one i'm debating and we we will keep track separately in a a google doc link to the twitter but i'm I'm considering putting on like half unit on seattle to win the division i like we said at the beginning it's kind of open to everyone i think personally i think it's a three-team race between seattle rams and uh the 49ers um not not too high on the cardinals we'll we'll get there uh yeah, in terms I, of schedule. Uh... I schedule mm-hmm. I am I'm, I'm looking through it right now. Like they start mm-hmm. off at Indy, Tennessee, Minnesota, San Fran, LA, Pitt, New Orleans, Jacksonville. I... and then they have the bye. Before that, I, I just think I think there's a lot of toss-ups. Uh, anytime those teams play each other in the division, I don't even care. I don't care what the line is. Those that team that division just always tends to play each other close um yep. so expect some good games there
1: yep no that's a good point about that i think you know they, the seahawks always tend to you know getting that a little bit above 500 uh you know finish position i think in the nfc they'll have some tougher games with um you know finishing first last year so they're getting the division winners of the the other nfc teams um i think that will probably be offset by their afc schedule playing the afc south so that's uh you know, that's the Jaguars who were, you know, then a one overall draft pick last year. You know, the Texans who were kind of in shambles. Um, you know, Colts <laughs> who were battling some injuries as well. Yeah, so, uh, Wentz is out. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and the who Titans who should be, pre- I think, you know, all that'll be even out. But, you know, I, I definitely agree with uh, with your assessment there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just like I, I think they'll be a winning team when it's all yeah. said and
1: done. I don't
0: expect them to. To have this crazy season, but uh, I mean, we'll time will tell. Yep, um, I agree. Yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to move move on to. We'll look at the Rams next. I think one of the biggest offseason headlines here is Golf is gone. Added Stafford, um, as we talked about before. I think Stafford. This is probably one of the best situations he's ever been in in his. Well, I think it is his the best situation he's ever been in, in his career. Uh, he's with a great coach, uh, decent O line. I mean, Rams defense I think is still very solid, which does benefit the offense. He's got weapons around. Uh, who's the trio? Is it Cup, Woods, um, uh,
1: Higby? Yeah, a Higby at tight he, end. Yeah, Higby. Uh, I think Gerald Everett as well at tight end. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. he
0: he's just got he's got a a lot of options. And 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 actually, just a side point here. I think I think Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are. Two of the best um, coaches in the NFL, to be honest, I, I think they really do embrace this new, new, new analytics phase. Uh, they really pay attention to that, and and they kind of design an offense around that as well. So it's it's funny that they're both in the same division, but uh, I, I think I think they're probably going to have a lot more success with Stafford in there instead of Golf. Oh, and Deshaun Jackson. That's right. Yeah, he's another oh, addition. Right. He'll probably be hurt by week three, but it's
1: <laughs> yeah, one but of those things where he just
0: blows it open over the top. So then you have Cup Woods running underneath. I, I really do think this is going to be pretty, um, pretty explosive team. Uh, my my, my only concern, um, whereas the Seahawks, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? They they've, they've kind of proven to you what what they can do with that team. I'm still I'm still not. Stafford is still a little bit of a question mark to me just because he never really showed me that he could do could could really win in, in Detroit. I know he's in a terrible situation. Now he finally has weapons around him. I think he I think he can. I want to say he can, but it's still there's still a little reservation from on my standpoint, but
1: yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think that, you know, the the Stafford trade is definitely, uh, you know, the biggest move this off season, obviously. And not only did they, they give up Jared Goff, they gave up Goff and they gave up two first-round picks, which uh, is a pretty steep price. So they, they really, uh, you know, they were really sold on this. Um, to bring in Stafford. So I think what you had mentioned before, you know, is I think it'll really unlock that, you know, the vertical elements of their offense, especially combined with getting Deshaun Jackson. So, you know, they can do, they do a lot of crossing routes in the McVay offense, a lot of play action, a lot of crossers, um, you know, to, to woods. Yeah, and a Curry. lot
0: a lot of three receiver sets.
1: Yep. Yep. But now with, uh, you know, with that element of having Deshaun Jackson, um, you know, taking the top off the defense with Stafford's big arm, I think that's going to, you know, make defenses. Uh, you know, respect the deep ball even more than uh, you know under the Jared Goff-led offense. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what uh, you know, see what the Rams' offense looks like. Um, you know, I think the offensive line is a pretty solid offensive line. I know their right, their left tackle Andrew Whitworth is about four years old, but he's still uh, he's still playing at a pretty high level, surprisingly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm uh, you know excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited for Stafford too. I, I like the guy, so I, I, would love him to actually make the playoffs and, and go on a run here. And yeah. just with the, the the Rams' offensive line is just leaps and bounds above what Detroit was, so he should have some time. And uh, that that'll be that'll be really good to see. And he f- finally won't be seeing him on Thanksgiving Day, just getting destroyed out there.
1: <laughs> absolutely. <So. clears throat>
0: Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, have uh have John Johnson as a safety. I have him noted as as leaving. Um, interesting mm. name, John Johnson. Oh,
1: <laughs> pretty uh pretty vanilla name there. Uh, just like yeah. my name. But um, yeah, no, I think uh I know uh, which was it. Daryl Henderson or was it the other running back that uh was a Cam Acres um, that got injured uh, for the season? I forget which one, but well, one of their I running. I think backs I know bo- both.
0: Both of season. them missed time last year. Okay, um, gotcha. I think Cam Akers is the one that went down
1: though for a long yep. period. yep, that sounds right. But I think you know, in that system, I don't think that'll be too big of an issue. I think running back is one of the positions <laughs> yeah. that can be you know filled a lot easier, it's plug and, and play, and plugged in. Yep, yep. and uh, and the Rams, it's interesting as well to me. Um, I'm a big uh, draft uh, draft follower, but I believe that they haven't made a, uh, a first round pick since they drafted Jared Goff in I think what 2016. Um, they've just. <laughs> They've just traded away that pick every, you know, every year. Um, and, you know, this year's no exception. Um, you know, they gave away this year's and next year's first round for Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, before a couple years back, they traded for Jalen Ramsey. So he's a big piece on that defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald is probably arguably the best player in football. He's a beast. He's getting he's getting a little older, but, uh, you know, he's shown no signs of slowing down, really. So he can really uh, wreck games from the but yeah, so they're uh, you know they don't have as much draft capital, kind of similar situation as the Seahawks. Um, so you know, no first round pick this past year, um, but they're definitely a team that's in win now mode. Um, you know, as evidenced by the Stafford acquisition and uh, you know their roster construction. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, ten and six last year. So what? Uh, what are we thinking for their outlook for uh, the twenty one season?
0: <sighs> yeah. So so ten and six. Um... Season win total set at ten and a half. Uh, this one is not even though, so the under is far more juiced. It's at minus one forty to go under ten and a half. Okay. Uh, the over is at plus one twenty. <sighs> I mean, when I when I went through, I kind of go through game by game, and I, we're not. I'm not going to get into too much detail on what I'm looking at this far in advance. I think when we do the weeklies, um, I'll probably give a little more insight as to what i look at um in terms of some some more predictive stats of what i think the outcome will be but i kind of went game by game simulated it and i have them at a 10 and 17 so again it's close enough that i wouldn't think there's any edge either way uh definitely wouldn't take the under at minus 140 that doesn't make any sense to me um but again, I think eleven is a little too high. Uh, I have, let's see here. I, I think they have a pretty, pretty interesting draw. Yeah, I mean, Chicago again, Indy, Tampa, Arizona, Seattle, Giants, Detroit, Texans, Tennessee. Okay, yeah, they got a bye week eleven. Ooh, that's late. Um, yeah, I, I mean. I don't know. I, I really do think they're probably about a ten win team, so i would I wouldn't go go anywhere near that. Uh, plus two hundred to win the division again i I just don't think it's worth the odds or worth the risk uh, with the Rams. so it's a no bet for me.
1: yeah, i would I would tend to agree with that. I think I think this division's a real dogfight. I think these you know in the two divisional games, um, you know against each team. I think they're really going to be battling each other. I don't think there's a lot of value in the win, in the win total, and that you know plus two hundred, two to one to win the division. I think it's a little bit too wide open for my liking to uh, you know to bet on them.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and I am I am rooting for them. I do again, I do want to see Stafford do pretty well. I think they're going to be one of the more uh, exciting teams to watch. So
1: that'll be absolutely looking forward to it. No, play, no playoff wins in Detroit, but, you know, that franchise really hasn't <laughs> had playoff wins, uh, you know, in our lifetimes. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited. You know, he's definitely set up for, uh, you know, to be in a successful season and to hopefully, uh, you know, get a playoff win or more for for his sake. So that wanna, sounds good. Yeah, we'll we move, move on, on here.
0: We'll go down to the Cardinals. Cardinals finished third, that 8-8. Eight yeah i was it's it's funny like I kind of i look at like acquisitions prior to doing this and they had they added JJ Watt and AJ Green and I just was so shocked I had no idea um I, I mean to be honest I don't think either of them really means too much so yeah I mean the Cardinals uh they're just kind of they're just set up to just be a 500 team, in my opinion. Um, maybe even less. I, I just really don't see see them doing well. Uh, Kyler Murray. I, I mean, we can say he's still developing. This is what his third year,
1: I believe. Third year, yeah.
0: Third year in the NFL, yeah. Um, he struggles with interceptions, which is is never good. You don't you don't want to see that. Um, yeah, I I just. We'll see. We'll see. I know Josh Allen. He's a great example of just someone who never really pieces together his first two years. And that third year, he, he figured something out in the offseason. And, and look at him now. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the, in the NFL. Uh, I don't think that'll happen to Kyler, but you, you never know until you see. Um, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Nice. I, I'm, not, I'm not very high on the Cardinals, as you can tell. Uh (laughs) they 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 had like a few games. They actually had that game last year, the the overtime or the Hail Mary game, right?
1: Where it was just chucked
0: from the fifty yard line. DeAndre, complete beast, just comes down with it. Uh yeah.
1: Yeah, that was an incredible ending there. Um yeah, I think I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I know the Cardinals are a pretty hot, pretty hot team, um, you know, in terms of uh, you know, some analysts who think they're really gonna break out this year and, and take the next step. Um, you know, like Evan, I'm not I'm not quite sold on them. I think that in terms of you know, their their offseason acquisitions, I was not really that big a fan of. Um, you know, I like JJ Watt personally, but you know, I believe he's you know on the wrong side of 30 or at least close to it. And he, you know, he's dealt with a, a plethora of injuries in recent years, and he's not the player, the dominant player that used to be. And uh, you know, same with AJ Green. I think it's just Unfortunately for him, I think, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. Um, you know, he's dealt with injuries. So I don't think that's going to be too big of impact, um, you know, to take the next step on the offense. Um, in the draft this year, in the first round, they took uh, a linebacker, Zaven Collins. Um, so, you know, I think he'll he'll help the defense. Um, and they also got uh, a wide receiver named Rondale Moore in the second round. He's kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of an explosive uh, playmaking type receiver. Um, so he could add a little bit of spark there, but yeah, overall, I'm I'm not sold on the Cardinals. I other than Rondale Moore, um, you know who's a rookie, receiving core is kind of on the wrong, you know, aging. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is a beast, but I think he's he's also slowing down. He's on the wrong side of thirty. I don't think AJ Green's gonna add very much. Um, you know, and I don't think their offensive line is too good. So. I think that combination, you know, I I like watching Kyler. He's an exciting player, Um, you know, kind of in the Russell Wilson mold of, uh, you know, let him just run around, you know, sometimes he'll drop back 20 yards on a play and just kind of scramble. Um, But, you know, I think the negative plays um, kind of negate, you know, any positive plays that they have there with interceptions or sacks for big losses. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm not too high on the Cardinals as well. Um, what do we? Guess, uh, what do we have? I guess, like, window? I guess,
0: here, I'll I'll pose it this way: What what do they have to do to win the division? What like what scenario would they? Like, what needs to happen for them to be successful and win their division? I, I just I'm not seeing it. I, I don't know. It, a lot of things would have to go their way. If they'd have to win every every toss up game. Um,
1: yeah, I think we might be having yeah, a
0: different conversation if Kyler Murray figures out how to not throw interceptions. Uh, if he's not turning the ball over, I think that's gonna be huge. I think they're gonna be able to move the ball, they have weapons, they can get in the end zone. Uh, they had a pretty good red zone conversion rate, too. So, I, I just think too many things need to go their way for them to even have a shot. I, yeah. I, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I think, you know, the Josh Allen point you made would be, you know, no one would have thought the Bills would have taken the next step and no one would have thought Josh Allen would have, uh, you know, performed the way he did. Um, you know, he really got a lot more accurate. Um, I think Kyler, you know, he's got a, he's got a rocket arm, um, but I think his height definitely works against him in the NFL. Um, you know, he's 5'9 or 5'10. So if a team can just kind of contain him in the pocket and, you know, make him, um, you know, see over the line and make throws consistently – I think he gets a lot of splash plays. He's got a huge arm. He's really fast It can break some big runs as well. But I just think that, um, you know, you can force him in a lot of sacks and turnovers that can just, uh, you know, stump their momentum. Um, but really, I mean, their, their division outlook to me is going to come down to, can they hang with, uh, you know, obviously the other teams, in the NFC West, can they, can they go to Seattle and win? Can they beat the Rams with that defense? Um, and no. then the 49ers as well, and yeah, I, I just don't see it this <laughs> yeah. year. So, uh.
0: Yeah, well, so I think they're actually, I think this is kind of how I have them pegged. They're gonna, they're a team that's going to win some games they shouldn't, but they're also going to lose some games they should win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think it, it, week to week, there's definitely going to be opportunity with the Cardinals. Um, in terms of outlook, preseason outlook, uh, the win total is set at eight and a half, which I I think that's way too high. Um, and odds to win the division I think I had I saw they were at six to one, which I think it's fair. Not touching that. Um, the one bet I actually will probably add to the spreadsheet and would make official. Uh, you can look at the alt win total for the Cardinals. Um, the under seven and a half at plus one thirty. Um huge fan of that. I, I really don't. I think I have them at yep. Yeah. Seven, six. Oh no. I have them at five or six wins. So I think under seven and a half is well worth the value at one thirty. Um, I think they're going to struggle a lot. And with those division divisional games, uh, they drew the Titans. They're at the Browns or they're at the Titans. Uh, they're, they're they play the Panthers at, at Dallas I, they just have a lot of games that these teams are on the up and up they're they're more put together they have more veteran leadership veteran quarterbacks yeah. I I just don't see them really pulling through and and beating those really good teams uh, by week and 12 and week 12 so again late by week but
1: we'll yeah, see that a-
0: you kind of go through their division and and it's there's not that easy spot or easy stretch, so it's it's going to be hard for them to string wings together. Then, let alone get eight or I think what I said, eight and a half was the. the
1: yeah, line I now. think seven but, and a half the all line. So I, I that under bet. Um, you know, I think they'll. I think obviously the tough divisional games. I think you know, obviously the Browns are research. Uh, you know, had a great year last year. They should be good again. Cowboys should bounce back with Dak coming back. I know the Panthers have beaten the Cardinals the last two. Kind of terrorized Kyler Murray with you know I think they've sacked them about 15 times in two games. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like the kind of like the under there as well. Um, you know, obviously uh, we're not too we're not too optimistic on the Cardinals' outlook this season, but uh, not at all. We'll, see, uh, we'll <laughs> see how that turns out.
0: Not at all. Yeah, that's. I'm sure they're going to squeak out some division divisional wins, but I I can't imagine them ever being favored in any of those games. Yep, I just think it's going to be an uphill battle the whole season. Kyler Murray, I mean, he's always at injury risk too, running around, you never know, gets hit the yep. wrong
1: way. Yep, I think they're a splash team that like you said can can beat some uh can beat some giants, but then is also just not going to be consistent enough to, you know, rack up enough wins to, to compete.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. So. Yep. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll just kind of leave them where they are. Uh so <laughs> this 49ers, 49ers finished last in the division. I mean, they they were just riddled with injury last year. So the 6 and 10 record really I don't think is reflective of what what the team they're putting out this season uh, is reflective of, but uh, This one, man, I I know you're 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 very high on Kyle Shanahan. I just I feel like I just can't get a hold of the 49ers. I just don't have a good grip. On what they're gonna be, um, I think I kind of alluded to this at the beginning. I really think which they're just a product of Kyle Shanahan's offense. I don't think it's really gonna rely on Jimmy G being great. He just has to know know where people are gonna be open and throw the ball. Um, that's really what it is. Their defense should be should be good, right? They've they've got some weapons, a lot of edge rushers
1: yeah yep they a lot of edge rushers the one the biggest question mark i think i have with them this year is that um you know their their defensive coordinator robert sala um went to the jets this uh this offseason as to be their head coach so he's no longer around i think he was a really strong defensive coordinator um that helped you know build up some of those younger players um they also lost richard sherman in the secondary who uh you know, even though he, he wasn't, um, you know, quite as good as he was in the Seattle days. Um, you know, he was a big, uh, veteran leadership, um, you know, presence for that team. So I think the defense is what, um, scares me a little bit with that team. Um, you know, just to see if they can, uh, you know, fill Robert's solid shoes and, uh, you know, develop that young secondary, but, uh, yeah, with their defensive line, I wouldn't want to be the opposing quarterback. Um, you know with Nick Bosa I think D yep. Ford is there um, yep. you know Javon Kinlaw, they just drafted Yeah it's a lot, a lot of a lot of pass rushers on that team um for sure so but yeah I guess uh the quarterback situation what do you think that's going to look like this year um obviously they uh, uh, So
0: so do you think do you think Trey Lance has a legitimate shot to take over as the, as the starting quarterback
1: it's, it's tough to say. I don't, I don't think he's going to be the day one starter. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that I think, I think Jimmy G is going to get the, you know, get the reins. And I think it's going to be, uh, one of those scenarios where if things are going well, I think that Jimmy G will just, you know, he'll just keep his job. He'll stay as the quarterback. Um, I think though that, you know, recent trends, if, if they don't have, a, if they don't get off to a good start, um, you know, the fans are, are really going to be clamoring to, you know, to see what Trey Lance can do. Um, you know, he's a super, super talented guy. Uh, obviously, it's a really small sample size in his college career. He was at, I believe, a one double A school in North Dakota State. Um, but he's got he's got a huge arm. He's got um, he's got a yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz. That's another <laughs> subject. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. got a huge arm um, in the 2019 season. He only played one game um, in 2020. But in 2019, I think he threw for something like 30 touchdowns with I think zero interceptions. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty that's impressive good. no matter what division, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, good decision maker. So it'll just be about, you know, can he, can he process the NFL offense? Um, you know, and just kind of learn the system. And if he can, um, you know, they traded three first round picks, uh, to move up and get him. Um, so you know, clearly that's the quarterback of the future, but um, you know, it's can Jimmy G, uh, you know, kind of swallow his pride and, uh, you know, just go in there and do his job. And I think, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him, uh, you know, as an offensive mind. So I think, uh, you know, that'll be good. I think the 49ers have a, a really good offensive line, one of the best in the league. They re-signed uh, Trent Williams, who's Trent Williams. Uh, probably, yep. probably the best left tackle in the league. So I think that was big to Absolutely. solidify that left tackle spot. So. Um, you know you saw two years ago this 49ers team just absolutely destroyed the NFC in the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl and they were you know up by two scores against the Chiefs and couldn't hold on but but yeah I mean the way the way they beat the Packers in the 2019 NFC championship game just running the ball down their throat all kinds of misdirections and you know they couldn't slow them down if they you know if they could get back to that you know type of offense and if you know at some point they do put Trey Lance in the game and it adds a read option element that, uh, you know, Jimmy G doesn't really provide. That could be, uh, that could be dangerous for defenses.
0: Yeah, no, I think all, all great points. Um, I mean, again, as someone who's not a huge 49ers fan, uh, we're both on the East coast, so it's not like we're, I don't know. I feel like it's, we're just not around the, these, these NFC West teams as much, but, um, yeah. I think it'd be a lot more interesting for me to see Trey Lance come in or, or yeah, Trey Lance. I think yep. it'd be a lot more interesting to see him come in, run the offense, see what he can do. Uh, Debo Samuel, love him. I think he's a great weapon, great yep. wide receiver. George Kittle. oh, He's a beast. He's debatably one of the best tight ends out there. Um, I mean, who all, like Kelsey uh, yeah. Walt, and Waller. I, I think he's right up there with both the, those elite tight ends. So Absolutely. It's a, I think it's a so, and again, again it's not it, it, it's a very programmed offense in that he's making a read this guy's not open all right next option he's not open and there's just it's always a one two three kind of uh, offense where the quarterbacks not necessarily having to like sit there and analyze the defense it's it's just the, the offense will will create for him yeah um, and I think it's a great situation for Trey Lance to come into. But, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, other than just look handsome, I don't know what he really has done. I, I, <laughs> he's, he he kind of had that, like, uh, Tom Brady protege going for him. And it's like, yep. ah, he's just so blah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He's got the perfect go. amount of facial hair. But he, <laughs> he's, that, that's about all I got on him. I'm just not a huge fan.
1: Yeah, no, um, I agree with that assessment. Definitely a, a system quarterback. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, can, can pull off the male model look, but yeah, in terms of his quarterbacking, <laughs> um, you know, just the, you know, I think a product of the Kyle Shanahan system, but Hey, I mean, he's got, like you mentioned, all those weapons, you got Brandon, Ayuk, um, additionally, and they got about three good running backs that they can, uh, you know, run behind that offensive line. So I think, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, go above and beyond you know what other quarterbacks would do, but I think he's solid enough um, you know, to just kind of manage that offense. But as you've seen, like, you know, that's why the, the 49ers believe that Trey, Trey Lance ultimately will offer them much higher upside than Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's just going to be a matter of time. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's not. Um, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I realized how much they gave up. To it
1: get was him. a lot. I think that's, yep.
0: that's very telling of what they think of Garoppolo. Like, he's – they're, they're, if that's not telling him that he's not the future, I don't, I don't know what is. So.
1: Absolutely. And that wasn't even uh that wasn't even a draft night trade. That was saying like, you know, we're, we definitely want to move up to this spot. They did that about a month in advance, which I had never seen a trade like that before. So uh, yeah, definitely surprising. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the four, I think the 49ers are real interesting this year to see whether they're going to look more like the 2019 team or the 2020 team. Um, so yeah, with that uh with that being said, what uh what is uh what does their outlook look like for twenty twenty one?
0: Yeah, yeah. So just kind of looking at the, uh, the the preseason bets here, the, the win total set at ten and a half, plus one hundred to the over. So a little more juiced underneath that. Um now I know I kind of just wasn't I don't know, I didn't really give the, the most uh rave review of the 49ers. but that being said, I have I have them going eleven and six. So based on my projections and, and just the, of, of these teams prior to the season starting here, I, I think that would be, I'd have them winning the division. Um, <laughs> uh, the Rams would be a close second, Seahawks right there, but I, I would give the edge to the 49ers. Um, they are plus 200 to win along with the Rams. Again, wouldn't bet it. Uh, the 10 and a half, I wouldn't go over. I just think it's too close to call. I don't really love love either of those. Um, if I had to pick I'd probably go over the ten and a half, even even money. Um, but one of the things that when I started diving into the 49ers, you just kinda go through the schedule and and they just don't have they don't have a lot of hard matchups and when they do play better teams, they're they're those teams are like off of Thursday night football. They're or the 49ers are off a of buy, So it's a, fa- a favorable schedule matchup when they're playing better teams. So I think that will uh, translate to a few more wins um, compared to their uh, division foes in the the Rams and Seahawks. So I kind of think that gives them the edge. Like, for example, they start off the season at Detroit at Philly. Um, Absolutely. Both those games are going to be favored. They're probably going to win. Um, and then they go. Then they have Green Bay at home. Uh, that's a that's a pretty big travel spot for Green Bay. Now I know Aaron Rodgers kind of has a thing with San Fran, so that could end up being a loss. But I think they they'd play them tough there. Uh, yeah, and if 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 they end, if they're able to win uh, a game like that against Green Bay, one one of those really good teams. I, I mean, I, I just I think I think their ceiling's even higher to be honest. Um, yep by week is at week six. Now here's a question. So potentially if, if they were to go out, right, lose the first two games of the season to Detroit and Philly, not only that'll yeah. happen, but if it did, yeah. uh, when do you think, do, well, do you think Garoppolo has a short leash? Uh, and when do you think he'd be coming in?
1: That's a good or question. Trey Lance would coming in? You're right. I think, I think he, does have a fairly short leash. I think it'll depend on how how Trey Lance looks the rest of the the preseason. Um, you know, this is a case where the preseason reps will matter. I think Trey Lance had a decent first game. Um, I know he threw a touchdown, um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a fairly short leash. I think. Did you say week six by week?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they I'd have the first that, bye week in the division.
1: Yep, that would kind of be my my estimation. Where you know you look at the bye week, so the first five weeks. So I think if they're three and two or better, um, and, and assuming Garoppolo is playing and is healthy, I think they'll probably stick with uh, you know stick with the hot hand. But I think if they're under five hundred at that point, um, they'll give Trey Lance two weeks and say, hey, you know, take the reins. Um, you know, this is your team. So I think that's ultimately going to be where that uh, you know where that decision is made this year.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think that bye week is just at that perfect spot where it gives gives the coaches and management that that kind of window of opportunity that if if they're not off to a hot start or where they think they should be, hey, uh, Trey Lance, you're getting the start of week seven against the Colts. Good luck. I think yep. that they they kind of have that option, uh, but again, <laughs> Detroit, Philly, Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona. I, I think that's. I don't think it's unreasonable to think they're going to be four and one to start the season. So yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, I, I really just don't even see a, like a hard, other than the divisional games, they really don't have a tough game or a tough they, situation they, to play a good team.
1: Yep, they like the Green benefit of that last place schedule.
0: It, uh, yep. Area. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So they get the benefit of that, uh, that easier schedule um, they have their their starters coming back. You got to keep in mind, like what you said, I think you even said it, they went on a Super Bowl run uh, somewhat recently with a lot of these guys. Um, Absolutely.
1: Two years ago.
0: Yeah, two years ago. So that was what, 20, 2018, right? Yep. And
1: 2018? I think you can argue that this offense is pretty much the same offense, if not better. You know, they got Trent Williams, so they probably have a better tackle situation. To me, the only question with them really is going to be on the defense, especially in the secondary with losing uh, Richard Sherman, um, you know, and also losing Robert Sala, whether they're going to be able to hold up with, uh, you know, the passing offenses in this division. I think it's um, 2019, think
0: it, by the way. But yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, 2019, right. Yep. Yep. Um, but – yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be what it comes down to, um, whether or not they can hold up against, you know, the DK Metcalfs, the, the Robert Woodses of this division, um, the DeAndre Hopkins um, on the outside. But obviously, you got Nick Bosa coming back off an of injury. You got a lot of, uh, you know, other potent pass rushers. Um, so I think if they, I think if that defense can still be pretty strong this year, that they have uh, a pretty positive outlook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess to kind of summarize here, the, the one wager that I think I'm definitely locking into is the alt win total, the going under 7.5 for the Cardinals. Um, but other than that, I think everything's pretty pretty fairly priced. Nothing really jumps out at me. I'm kind of excited uh, to see how this one plays out. Um, I think Seahawks, Rams, uh, 49ers all have a great shot to, to win the division. Kind of hope everyone stays healthy. Uh, don't really want to see... Uh, one of them go, one of those quarterbacks to go down. That's I think it's it's a lot more fun if they're all healthy uh, competing. Um, but oh, here yeah, here's a question for you. So Stafford, I I, think, I thought he had the stigma of always being injured. Yeah. So I went back and looked, and for a decade he's played 16 games each season, except for except for one year where he had I think he had some sort of ACL MCL tear.
1: Wow, that's that's unbelievable to me that he's played all sixteen. And I couldn't believe be that, or
0: right? he at least started. Uh, yep. I know last year especially, he just didn't he. It was it was a cracked vertebrae,
1: right? Yeah, I think he had that. I think he <laughs> something had very serious. Shoe. Yeah, it seems like he, you know, he'll get these nicks and and whatnot during the season, but you know, based off of that set, he's, you know, he's a real tough guy. He plays through these things. So, you know, hopefully for uh for his sake and the team's sake, you know, he's able to stay healthy as well as all the other quarterbacks. Um, you know, because I think it's going to be I think this could be arguably the the most competitive, the most um, you know, wide open division um in the NFL this year. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that uh how that plays out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, I guess just to kind of put a cherry on top here, I, I would have the, the 49ers winning the division. Um, I think the Rams probably have the highest ceiling. Uh, I, I, I If they if they figure it out and they get things rolling, Stafford's real deal. He works in the system. They I think they have the best defense, best coverage, best pass rush in the division. So if that offense gets going, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be tough to beat. Uh, they just don't benefit from that, that cushy schedule the 49ers have. so I'm, yeah. I'm a little more hesitant. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add?
1: Yeah, no, I think if I had to you know just lay my prediction for the division, I think, I think the Rams might get the edge this year. I think uh, I think Stafford is going to have a good season with them. I think it's going to be fun to watch and I think their defense has a lot of, of pieces already in place. I think they're built you know to kind of win now. Um, I have the Niners coming in second. I think, you know, they could edge it. But I think with their defense and with, uh, you know, the potential quarterback, uh, you know, carousel going on there, I think, you know, that might that might slow them despite their uh, relatively friendly schedule. And I have the Seahawks coming in third place. You know, what we talked about, I think that they're always in the mix, but I think they're going to fall a little bit short this year. I think they might take a step back. Um, and then I have the Cardinals, uh, you know, coming in fourth. So, Yep, that's uh, that's my prediction. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, the other thing too is I think it's interesting too this division. You got you got all these uh, these new age coaches, so to speak, with the the Lane Kiffin, the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and then you still got that uh, that old guy Pete Carroll, that that players' coach, the 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 rah rah guy, who's not necessarily up and up on the uh, the analytics. Although I think he I think he is starting to catch on, but uh, yeah. It, it's quite the contrast between your your Pete Carroll and and uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. So uh,
1: yeah, no, that's that's right. fun. Yep, no, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this division plays out. Especially, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be a battle.
0: Yeah, what are uh, so what are we? Uh, I think that's a wrap on the NFC West. Uh, what uh, what division are we looking at next?
1: I think so. Um, we could jump uh we could jump to the yeah. NFC East next if you want to take a look at that.
0: Oh, that'll be a good one.
1: Yeah, we'll. Yep. Uh,
0: I think that's a wrap on the NFC West. Uh, we'll we'll come catch you with the NFC East action on the next podcast. Uh, got a got some Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and football team.
1: Sounds good. Looking forward to it.